0: This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station.
1: BFM 89.9, the business station. This is Cruise Control, the car show here on BFM. My name is Arif Roos. And as usual, with me on the phone lines is Mr. Daniel Fernandez. Say hello, Daniel.
0: Hello, and welcome to 2022. (laughs) Yes,
1: it is 2022. We're back.
0: We made it. What's been happening with you, Daniel? I'm just so depressed and so emotional about this flooding situation. I'm seeing people suffering, cars being totaled. You know, there's 50,000 over cars involved in this whole situation around the country. I'm talking about middle class and lower middle class people losing their cars, losing their homes and losing even more. But it's just very sad. It's just very, very sad.
1: It's a very quiet New Year's, isn't it? It's yes, a it is Reflective one But anyway We do have quite a lot to get through Throughout this year In 2022 uh, And of course The show will be broken down Into three parts Just as usual first part we'll be talking about the news we're going to go through what has happened in these past two weeks but in part two we'll be asking a question about the toyota supra the new one particularly against the fact that the old supra is still very very popular and then finally in part three we're going to be talking about the Pro might be facelift and what it's all about is that right daniel yes it is let's head to the news 2022, Um, we've been off for two weeks. We've had quite a a reflective moment to think about all the things that happened.
0: Yes, hazardous two weeks. And uh, it just
1: seemed like 2021 didn't want to let go or leave very quietly. A lot, as mentioned by Daniel just now in the intro, a lot has happened in the past couple weeks of Malaysia, particularly because... We saw record rainfall in certain areas in Malaysia, causing floods unseen since the 1970s to occur in the city and, of course, in the rural areas as well. This time with social media, there was no hiding the fact that there was a flood of logs that literally took out riverbanks and settlements that stood alongside them. It was a very terrible moment. It was a wake-up moment, I think, for, for a lot of Malaysians us included. Uh, and in these times, it was really nice to see that, you know, regular folks like neighbours, friends, acquaintances, NGOs, local groups, sports teams, even car clubs help out in any way they could. We saw boats, supplies, temporary shelters, all the necessities being organised and transported out to the flood-hit areas, convoys of pickup trucks, 4x4s, even Vivas and Bunsiu Hondas. Even a week later, after the flood had in some ways receded, People were still making trips to these places to do what they could do to help. So it was really, really nice to see. Meanwhile, certain people, including political figures, influencers, they saw this as free publicity, coming in droves, halting traffic, holding up ambulances with their convoy of 12 million cars and outriders. That was not something that anybody wanted to see, particularly in how slow they reacted. But we have gone through that for now. There are still forecasts of heavy rain in the rest of this month. The Met Department has issued a lot of warnings in that respect, so please be safe. Um, Daniel Fernandez himself, while we've been off, he's been the star of a lot of our shows because you've been uh, sharing a few tips on uh, what you shouldn't do when your car gets flooded and, of course, a reminder about the special peril clause inside your insurance coverage.
0: Yes, yes. You know, uh, but the thing is, I'll admit, I'll be the first to admit, I do not have flood coverage for any of my cars. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I've always thought about it and said, ah, oh, why should I pay that a little bit more? You know, it's like windscreen coverage, you know, you always think, oh, it's not going to happen to me, you know. But when it does. <laughs> when it does, it's really expensive. I mean, like windscreens can cost two, three thousand ringgit these days, modern cars. I mean, yeah. I drive old cars, so they're like, you know, 30, 40 ringgit. So it's okay. But when you're talking about flood coverage, it doesn't matter whether you drive a cheap car, an old car or a new car, whatever. It's not going to be cheap. You're talking about a minimum of 1,000 to 2,000 ringgit just to get the car cleaned out. That means it's just had a little bit of water in it. If it's gone into the engine, if it's gone behind the dashboard, you're talking about 30, 40, 50. I've even seen quotations as high as 240,000 ringgit.
1: 240,000 ringgit? Yes,
0: on a luxury car that was completely flooded, not started, just completely flooded. All the ECUs, safety systems, all everything is gone. And you know, when you go to an official workshop, they're not going to replace it with second-hand parts or they're not going to try and repair it. They will replace with complete parts. Now, here's the best part. I don't want to mention which vehicle. It's a German vehicle. But the vehicle to buy brand new is three hundred thousand ringgit. So, mm. it is easier just to take the car and set fire to it. <laughs> because... If you don't have any coverage, who can you go for compensation? You can't go to the man upstairs because, you know, he didn't purposely do this. It just happened Mm-mm. due to extra nonsense happening around our country. So yep. now, <laughs> who is going to pay for your for your repair bill? $240,000. And then, are you going to throw away your car? Are you going to tell the insurance company, no, I'm not going to pay my installment anymore? For them, it's still a car. You took a loan, you owe us the money. You understand what yep. I'm saying? Right? Yeah, it's still on the contract. It's still on the contract. So you want to get sued? please carry on meanwhile you need a car and if you sell it to an auction house you'll probably get you know 10 20 30000 because why people who buy it buy it for scrap yep certain things you can take apart like body parts glass panels and things like that and then you can wash it down and reuse it these days some of these cars the LR rims alone cost like 10000 ringgit but components that sit behind the dashboard so now i want to say this like i've said in previous shows all that fancy gimmicks that you see on your dashboard when something goes wrong it is not cheap. It's a whole bunch of computers sitting behind there that has just been fried.
1: Yep. Yep. I feel like a lot of people don't generally subscribe to the special peril because we, you know, we we think it's uh, not
0: necessary. <laughs> right. Okay. If you don't live in a flat-prone area, like I'm lucky, I don't live in a flat-prone area, but I could have been driving past. Because a lot of people were actually on, you know, the Guthrie Highway, the Bukit Mm. Jolatung Highway when this this thing hit. And a lot of them had to abandon their cars, right? It was sitting on the highway, right? So, I'm sure you've seen the pictures on social media. Now, those guys probably live in Kenny Hills, you know? Yeah. Or Bukit Tunku or Damansara Heights. They've never had an issue with even an overflowing drain, you know? (laughs) And now, they were sitting on a highway and the floodwaters just rose around them. So, what happens to your car? No flood coverage. What do you do? Burn it. Yep. So, no, you're not supposed to But That's illegal. But I'm just saying, you know, you know, this is a situation that, that confronted a lot of people. And, you know, if, if you look at all the car companies coming forward and saying, oh, we're giving a 20% discount, 30% discount. I mean, on 240,000, 20% discount, even 50% discount, that's 120,000 ringgit out, you know. You might as well just say, I don't want my car, I'll just go and buy one new cheap car, you know.
1: We are going to talk a little bit into how that all affects the used car market as well as the new car market. Uh, but just to break it up a little bit, we do have quite a few things to look forward to in 2022 because um, as we've mentioned towards the final quarter of the year, we, the EV tax incentive and infrastructure partnerships, they were all being struck between companies and local car companies as well. So we will see this year how it will play out. We'll also see quite a bunch of new cars um, especially electric vehicles, due to the tax incentives, uh, and of course a bunch of other cars that I'm quite interested in, which is a new Proton, a new Produa, a new Honda Civic, and a new Golf GTI. Are there any other things that you that you're looking forward to, Daniel, in 2022?
0: Oh, I'm 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 just looking forward to a more sane weather system. Well, for the next three weeks or so, we probably won't have that <laughs> yes I, I heard the rain is just get, gonna keep coming off and on and you know These days, even to go out for a little while, I really check the weather report. I mean, I've never, ever, ever before this ever checked the weather report because why? A little bit of rain, get an umbrella, get a cap. you know, park in a garage, whatever. But these days, I need to check the weather report twice, three times a day. Even if I'm not going out, I check simply to see if it's going to affect any of my friends or relatives.
1: There's also a function on Google Maps now where they show uh, areas where you can spot flood-prone areas or areas that have recently flooded. So that's if you're traveling back and forth during this whole January. Of course, Chinese New Year is coming up as well. Worth having a look on Google Maps for that. Another big thing that's already happened in 2022 is the fact that the SST sales tax discounts is now gone. So all new cars are back to their original prices. Mm. And just going back on the fact that, uh, you know, the flooding has happened and including the moratorium, you seem to think that this will have an effect on uh, used car values in general.
0: Well, I think it's more the... Moratorium. Because why? A lot of people took this moratorium for six months. You know, they didn't pay their their finances, and then of course the banks were still charging interest rates, which shocked a lot of people when when the letters came. Uh, I know a few friends who were complaining to me and said, "How can they do this?" I said, "Well, you know, they said you don't have to pay the installment. They didn't say you don't have to pay the interest. You know, it's it's two different things." That's that's one of the biggest problems. The second biggest problem is a lot of these people are still not back in the workforce. That's that's one issue. So, if you're not back in the workforce, mm-hmm. how are you going to continue paying your car installment? You know, there's there's no more leeway. And if you have no more money left in your EPF to draw out, or you, you're, you're too young to have enough money in your EPF, what do you do? So, these cars are going to go into the used car market. Personally, I know some of them are already talking to used car dealers and seeing whether they can get a good deal on their car. But the few who have come back to me said they can't get the value to cover the existing loan with the overdue interest. You get what I mean? Yeah. So if they owe the finance company 65,000 ringgit in total, they can't even get 65,000. So they have to add money. Now, if you're going to add money, you might as well keep paying your installment mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you still have to pay the money, right? You don't want to go into legal and get your name blacklisted. So there's a lot of people that are still going to have a lot of hardship. So. hardship. There will come a point in the next couple of months where they'll say, Hey, I can't make the payment. I don't want to get a blacklist. I can't get a good price for the car. I will just have to let it go and absorb the loss and hope that I can discuss with the bank about an easy payment scheme on the remainder amount. That's option one. Option two is to basically just say, I'm sorry, I, I can't pay. Can we restructure the loan? You know? Now, some banks might restructure the loan if the car has got some market value. Yeah. If the car's market value is plunging which is going to happen with a lot of luxury cars because why the depreciation after the 3rd and 4th and 5th year starts dropping drastically you know
1: yeah and i think a lot of uh, luxury cars like the you know the f10 5 series from 2011 mm. those cars are 10 12 years old about the point where they're going to take their second plunge
0: and then you must understand those cars that are above 5 years old which happen to be plug-in hybrids mm. there's only an extended warranty on the battery not on everything else around you know and we've seen all the plug-in hybrids having issues in the first few years. Yes, under warranty, great. But now after five years, you've got no warranty. Those things to fix are not cheap. So these cars are also going to be hitting the used car market and being taken in very cheap. So I think the used car dealers, which are already getting smaller and smaller because of the big used car portals that are coming to the market. And we're going yeah. to be talking about that later on they are going to take in these cars also cheap. Because why? They're not going to do this for a loss. Mm -mm. So the end person who's going to lose is the car owner who had to let go.
1: It's not going to get easier for anybody this
0: year, is it? I don't think so. I I think, forget about a pandemic. Let's talk about, you know, the economy is still not back enough for people to actually enjoy this. And last year, people who actually didn't need to buy a new car rushed out and bought a new car because of the SSD tax. Yes, yes. And they flooded the used car market. They said, never mind, I just want a new car because I want a new model and everything. It's great. It's good for the market. It's good for the economy when you spend like that. But can they keep up their payments? That's what I'm worried about. Um, just now, you mentioned
1: some stuff about the big unicorn used car dealers. Right. There's probably going to be a... F- pardon the pun. It's a terrible pun at this time. But <laughs> there's probably going to be a flooding of you know cars going into the used car market. They're going to be driving down prices. But at the same time, we have these... Two big online use car unicorns, one of whom has sponsored us before. Yes. You know, they're going to be stuck in a pickle, right? They're going to be sitting on a lot of stock that just continuously grows. And as right. the calendar year changes, the old stock is now one year older. So,
0: yes. So, you see, I did an article on this simply because. In the last year, somewhere in the middle of the year, right up to maybe October, November, it was fine because these guys were taking in cars. They were giving good prices. Friends of mine who, who I recommended to use these unicorns were so happy because they got prices that were better than the used car dealer or anywhere mm-hmm. else. So they said, you know, you're buying my car at a good price. They're paying me straight away. There's no hanky-panky. Documentation is clean, fast, everything else. Few others who went and bought cars from them also said, hey, I got a pretty good deal. And, you know, there's no hidden charges. Everything was up and up. But they were taking in cars. They were fighting for stocks and they were fighting for market share of the used car market. It came to a point where they were running out of car park space because they were buying more than they were selling. And mm. how do I know this? Is because I start, suddenly started seeing cars being parked in certain empty car parks. So when I went and asked them, I said, hey, why do you have so many cars here? There's no offices here. Oh, this one belongs to so-and-so unicorn. And then I even went to a few previous used car dealers who had scaled down their business. And then suddenly, I saw a huge bunch of cars sitting in one corner. So, I went and asked them, I say, hey, your business is doing well. Huh? "Uh, no, 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 this one, actually the Unicorn, uh, renting the space from me. Uh, so, they parked about 70 cars here. Hmm. They were holding too much stock. Now, when you have Unicorn status and you got money and everything else, funding money coming in, yes, you can buy these cars, you can keep it rolling, you can build your, your base, your data, you know, and your marketplace. But... When it comes to the end of the year last year, immediately panning button hits because why? In January, which is right now, your cars, all your stocks have gained a year in age, which means you have depreciated by five to ten percent at least. Because these are not JDM specials or classic cars; these are run-of-the-mill cars. You know your Nissan X Trail, your Renault Fluence, mm-hmm. you know your Toyota Vios, your your Pradua Alza, these are normal cars. These are cars that depreciate every year. So when I put up this article, at the same time I noticed that both unicorns were advertising really good interest rates. So I called a few finance companies. They said, hey, our interest rates have not changed. They are absorbing the difference. Mm. So that means you're giving you you're giving consumers an incentive to come and buy from you with low interest rate. Great for the market, great for the buyer, but not great for the unicorn. Even though they say, oh, we are rotating, you know, 100 cars and 200 cars. I mean, maybe you got a margin on the car, but how do you make back the margin on the interest rate? Yeah, And then you got these fancy showrooms, you got inspection centers, you got a whole bunch of staff, you're spending a lot on marketing. And then these cars were not moving as fast as they thought because people were still thinking, should I buy a car? Should I buy a car? And new car sales were still moving very well mm-hmm. because the new car dealers were pushing with the SSC discount A, buy before December, buy before end of December. Mm. So they were selling to the unicorns, their used cars, but they were buying new cars. That means the used car market wasn't rotating from used car to used car. You get what I mean? The used
1: car lot is only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger.
0: So now comes January and I've already seen online social media advertising how now they're offering free servicing, they're offering free (laughs) warranty, they've piled on more free things, which is great for the consumer. It's great time to go and buy a used car but how long can they do this so we just have to wait and see how big their funding will be in this coming year
1: very choppy waters i guess in the in the car market right now with all of these changes coming in right especially when you consider the fact that in a few years as well electric cars are going to enter the used car market and more and more and more complex cars are going to be entering the used car markets. Yes.
0: And don't forget, right now, because we're in January 2022, a lot of car brands, some of them are still sitting on 2019, 2020, 2021 stock. You know what I mean? Huh? Yeah, Yeah. So the discounts are going to be hefty. I'll just say this. One car company is giving on a $150,000 car a $33,000 discount. Because it's old stock. Now, that is equivalent to buying a two-year-old version of the car in the used car market. (laughs) I would say to someone, don't buy the used car. (laughs) Go buy a brand new one. Yes, it's a a 2019 model. But still, it's a brand new car. The warranty starts from today, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And this is what's going to happen. It, this whole
1: segment Has been very bleak Daniel It's 2022 Yes and yes Let's, know, let's move along talk. Let's move along Just before we move along To the break Before we talk about Something fun And familiar again You've mentioned A few positives In that it's going to be Very very good for consumers Like us to buy New or used cars Right Yes um, Is that the only positive Is there anything else
0: At the moment I don't know And I can't comment We've not heard anything <laughs> Because I think They're too busy Trying to you know, help the People who have been In floods And people get jobs And get the economy Back money Let's hit to the break, Daniel,
1: and talk about the Supra right after this. BFM 89.9.
0: Beyond Frivolous Matters, BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
1: BFM 89.9, this is Cruise Control, the car show here in BFM. My name is Arif Roos, and as you've heard, still at home, because we're all still working from home, is uh, Mr. Daniel Fernandez. Say hello, Daniel.
0: Hello everybody and a good evening and I hope everyone is safe and no one is in a flood.
1: In part one, we did talk a lot about that. It wasn't a very happy part one, let's just put it that way. But a practical it? one. Practical one. A practical one. Because we did talk a lot about how that might affect uh, used car values and, and the way people buy and sell cars. And of course, the fact that uh, in 2022, Now we don't have the sales tax exemption uh, on new cars. So all of new cars are back to their original prices. But in part two, we are also going to be talking about a new car, particularly uh, the Toyota Supra, which was launched two to three years ago. But um, according to Daniel, it hasn't taken off as it
0: should. Well, it's not 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 really according to me. According to dealers <laughs> who are trying to sell their stock. Okay, let me let me just give you a little bit of history. When this car was launched, everybody just went whoo crazy about it because why? The last Supra was already seventeen years old. It's called the A80 Supra. It was mm. seventeen years old. So three years ago, when this car came out, everyone said, "Finally, Toyota is back. Sports car, this, that, everything." And it's it's a it's a shared platform and engineering with the BMW Z4. Yeah. So it had the, it had the noise. It had the looks. It had the build quality. It had, in fact, it looked much better than the Z4. If you ask me, I kind of agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, everyone said this guy is going to fly off the shelves. the The launch price was just above five hundred thousand ringgit, but they said, ah, that's no problem. The mm. thing is, initially there was a little bit of a of a spike, and then everything just uh, you know sort of like you know disappeared. And I only realized this a couple of weeks ago when I was visiting. You know, I do my regular rounds with used car dealers, friends. Yeah. Uh, just to see what the market is like for my used car reviews. And I noticed two of them had Supras in their, in their yards. But I didn't think too much about it. I didn't even check the price. I was looking at more interesting, you know, cars like the GR Yaris, for example. Some, one of them had it in his yard. Mm. Another one had a special edition uh, Golf a Mark 7 R-Spec, you know, very unusual version. And a few other cars. And mm. then when I went to my third friend's uh, outlet, I saw a trailer with one of the Supras leaving his yard. So I said, oh, well done. You've managed to sell a Supra. He said, no, no, no. I'm sending it back to the to the dealer. I said, what do you mean? because you know, some of them, they share with the AP holders the, the sale of the car, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I said, why are you sending back? He said, I can't sell. He's been here for months already. I said, you know, I went to the other two yards or so. I, I noticed uh, they had Supra. I said, yeah, no, the, this car is not selling. This car got no demand. I said, why? I mean, it's good looking. He said, yeah, do you know, I lowered my price by 40,000 I'm just making a little bit of money so nobody come and buy. And then when Mm. people come into his place, because he's got other sports cars, he says it's easier and almost immediately he can sell a Porsche Cayman. But this car, which is cheaper, nobody's looking at it. So I said, okay, comparatively... What's the price? So, a base came and goes for about 380 to 390. This car starts at 320 and you can work it down a little bit to almost 300. I said, that's a good price because launch price was 500,000. And now you're telling me three years later, it's lost 200,000 of its value. And then these cars come from Japan. Yeah. Spec is very high. You know, he's got all the certificates to show its mileage, its servicing, and everything else. So, I was a bit surprised. The thing is, the older Supra, the A80 Supra, which is still a good looking car. It's now 300,000 ringgit. So, the older one has gone up to 300. The new one has come down to 300. Pretty soon, the older one will be more expensive than the new one, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely.
0: And, you know, I've driven this new Supra and I can't find anything wrong with it. In fact, I even said once to my wife, I said, you know, maybe 10 years from now when it's depreciated, I'll buy it. Now I'm thinking, I don't have to wait 10 years. Maybe five years can. (laughs) Glad to know business is going well, Daniel. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You actually got EPF money, bro. (laughs) No, but it's it's, it's sad that this car is not in demand. And when I checked online, Mm. all the dealers who are selling it, the prices have been dropped because you can see, you know, when they put a discount, discount, you know? I've always felt like it's one of
1: those cars where... uh, the first version holds so much, you know, reputation behind it that, mm. uh, you know, its fans when the new Supra came out, they were expecting something else. They were expecting, like, you know, remember when the GTR was launched back in two thousand nine or something like that? Everybody was like, "Wow, you know, three point eight liter V six with five hundred horsepower or something like that." That's yeah. like supercar territory, and the history of the Supra, you know, too fast, too furious, all of those movies and. People souping up their Toyota Supras to 1,000 horsepower, people right. sort of expecting, this is gonna be something special. This is gonna be something super fast. It's gonna be Toyota's version of the Nissan GTR to just yes. hold up that reputation. But well, when it popped out, it was just like, well, it's a, it's a more beautiful BMW, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now that you said that, have you seen a new Z4 on the road? No. <laughs> I've only seen one. I've only seen one since its launch. And I actually asked a few friends. About it, and they said, actually, I've not seen a Z4, and if you go in the showrooms, you don't see it also. Yeah, yeah. So it's quite obvious that every manufacturer at some point has a little bit of a dad coming out of their factory, and sad <laughs> to say, this new BMW Z4 is their dad, and for Toyota, this Supra seems to be dear dad because the Yaris GR Recon is selling for three hundred thousand ringgit. Yeah. Now. I'm not saying it's a great car, but you know, that engine is its rocking, you know, that power delivery, that it's a compact size, it's got handling, it's got everything, but it doesn't look like a sports car, you know, it looks just like a normal hatchback. Mm. But this car at the same price, you get that great looking design and all the soups and everything else, and yet nobody wants it.
1: I think it's also the fact that the GR Yaris has become very, you know, it's a super iconic car right now because it's small, you know, it's six speed yes. manual, it's all it says, uh, three cylinder, almost 300 horsepower. That's, yeah, everybody's you know, talking numbers. about it. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, th- th- this is other angle, especially in this price bracket between 300 and 500,000. I think people who want to buy sports cars will spend either on a GT86 at 120,000 and soup it up to turn it into a track car, or they mm. will buy something more special, right? Something right. in between just never lines up unless you actually want it, like a Porsche Cayman.
0: Yes, and also because I think you know. I can understand, you know, for the average person, buying a Porsche Cayman, it's not because it's very fast or whatever. It's the badge. Yeah. Now, if I come along with this Toyota Supra with the same price <laughs> and even, you know, maybe even better power, better handling, maybe not better handling, but, you know, but <laughs> almost almost equal in a lot of ways. Yeah. It's a Toyota, la. <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's what a lot of Malaysians will say, you know. The rest of the world, they'll say, hey, it's a Supra. They won't say it's a Toyota. They'll say it's a yeah. Supra, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, in our part of the world, you know, Asia, Malaysia, Thailand, Indonesia, Singapore, all say, oh, Toyota, you pay so much money, you know? <laughs> so, this is the problem. But anyway, it's a nice car. Maybe people have forgotten about it. So, I hope with this show, because we are the number one radio show in, in the world, <laughs> a lot of people listening will say, hey, the surprise 300,000 plus, I'm going to buy it tomorrow. And Hopefully my my two friends will be able to sell their cars.
1: You're getting commission on this, Daniel?
0: I always do, man. I always do. That's <laughs> that's how I keep my good looks.
1: I I do agree with you. It might be a car that's just been forgotten because yes. well, it was launched 2020, right? Yes, or yes. 20 late 2019 and the pandemic just hit.
0: <laughs> correct, correct. I think it's just forgotten that's all.
1: Uh also the fact that it's been out for 2 years And it kind of blends in with all of the other sports cars, doesn't it? Yes. And the thing is, you don't
0: see it on the road, also. Just like the Z four, you don't see it on the road, but you see Porsches everywhere. I mean, for three hundred
1: thousand ringgit, there's three Toyotas you can buy. Three very very cool Toyotas. Okay. The old Supra, this new Supra, and the GR eighty six. What's the coolest, and what would you spend your three hundred thousand ringgit on?
0: You see, I'm an old soul. I want to say the the old Supra Mm. at three hundred thousand, but because I'm also thinking about my retirement <laughs> 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 to pay three hundred thousand cash for a car that old. I'm sorry la cannot. Lah. I'd rather buy this new supra mm. at three hundred thousand, get a full loan and have less problems, you know because there's no wear and tear issue, there's no you know uh, reliability issue i mean it's it's a Toyota, there's no issue, but you know eighteen nineteen year old supra there will be some wear and tear issues, you know
1: if you ever get to do that, which mm. you will, it will be. Technically, your first BMW in your garage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now I've decided that I'm not gonna buy it.
1: <laughs> anyway, there you have it. And uh, you know, that was our disc- little discussion on the Toyota Supra and why we think it's uh, not selling like hotcakes. If you have an opinion, share it with us because we'd also like to know what you think on why this Toyota Supra is not selling like hotcakes. Is it the fact that it's just not iconic enough? Is it the fact that people just forgot about it because it kind of looks forgettable or, you know, it just didn't live up to the hype? Let us know. You can always talk to Daniel on his website or you can reach out to us at BFM Cruise Control. But for now, we have to take a break because in the next part, we are talking about the myth, the legend, That is the Myvi and its facelift. Daniel has already found out what it is about. Stick around for Cruise Control. BFM 89.9.
0: Beyond Frivolous Matters. BFM 89.9. The Business Station.
1: BFM 89.9 This is Cruise Control The Car Show here on BFM My name is Arif Roos And as usual On the phone lines Because we are still at home Is Mr. Daniel Fernandez Say hello Daniel
0: Hello everybody And I hope everybody Is not involved in any floods right now Please stay safe And check the weather report Every time you want to go out in your car
1: If you've missed any part of the show, in part one, we spoke about the floods, used car values, and some online car portals having trouble selling their cars. In part two, uh, we discussed why the brand new Supra isn't very popular. We have our own conclusions, but if you have your own conclusions, don't forget to share it with us on our BFM Cruise Control Instagram, as well as Daniel's website at dsf.my. For now, though, we are going to be talking about the Perduan Myvi because it was launched recently. It doesn't look all that different except for maybe a few visual tweaks here and there. And uh, it's been kitted up a little bit, hasn't it, Daniel?
0: Yes, it has. And it's been kitted up in the right direction. Now, this car, I'm going to tell you, I got to test drive it on the worst weekend in Malaysian history. I'll tell you why. I got it on a Friday just before the flash floods. There was a little bit of rain, nothing much, you know, nothing to be worried about. Saturday at 5.30 in the morning, me and my wife, we drove to Kuala Slango in this V. because we do our regular seafood shopping in Kuala Slango. It's also a nice drive and, you know, we save a little bit of money on seafood. We buy some fruits along the way at Sungai Bolo. Anyway, you don't need to know my, my life history. <laughs> uh, so we left at 5.30. We didn't check the weather report. We just drove, you know, it's a bit gloomy. Anyway, you know, at night, it's still dark. We reached Kuala Slango, we did our shopping, and then it started raining. But you know, rain is rain. You don't think too much about it, right? Mm. So along the way, we stopped in Ejok, had some breakfast, and it was just boring with rain. And my wife said, okay, let's quickly go. Let's quickly have breakfast. But you know, I was dilly-dallying. I was oh, like, no, we're here. Let's you know, look at the sides. Let's let's look at all the truck going past. <laughs> and I was like, ah, why why you know? Saturday morning? Ah. So we took our own sweet time. We left at... at and the part, the part where we left was actually when the rain's reduced a little bit. And I thought, you know, it's already going to go. As we left Egypt, the rain got worse. But we never experienced any floods, Arif. Mm-hmm. And, you know, driving this car, first of all, the looks. If you look at it, especially the picture that I've shared with you from DSF.my, at some angles, you could say, hey, isn't that a Toyota Yaris, you know, I wasn't convinced but now I am. Yes. <laughs> you know, you know the sharpened lights, the, the 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 revised bumper treatment, the rear is still the same, the rear is still yep. the same. Okay? Yep. But the whole dynamic of the front gives it the look like it's, it's from the Toyota ERS. But doesn't matter, you know, all hatchbacks in this segment look almost alike, but it looks really good. Now we were driving back Safety features were running and this car's got loads of safety features. The great thing about this new Myvi is the number of safety features. I'm going to go to that later, but I want to share with you the drive. So we came back and we we hit Sungai Bulo and then we came through Taman Desa and we're back in Petaling Jaya. And it was raining cats and dogs, but there was no point anywhere where we saw floods or we saw, you know, stagnant water. They're just the usual, you know. We got home We relaxed. We cleaned out the seafood, put everything in the fridge, everything else. We were just about to sit down to work out what we're going to have for lunch. And the news of flash floods were coming in from the roads that we traveled. So we had just missed three sections that were flooded. Mm -hmm. And we were so lucky. And from that point onward, it just rained and rained and rained and rained. And I couldn't take the car out anywhere without checking the weather and checking the conditions, you know? It did get very, very scary, right? Yes. I even went up to Gombak to visit my in-laws. Went to a few other areas around KL. But all the time, I was checking the reports, checking social media. Is there flash, 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 flash? And as much as possible, I was trying to avoid areas that could be flooded. Mm-mm. I'll come back to the car now. now. Because we drove it on the highway, we drove it in the rain, it works perfectly. You know, clarity, handling, everything else. It's just right. For the price, you pay 58000 for the highest spec which is what we drove, it's got everything just right. Even comfort. A lot of times you're sitting in traffic and you're just crawling along and it's fine. You know, seat mm-hmm. comfort is there. Leg room at the back is good. We had a boot big enough to put our cooler box with all our shopping inside. Yeah, And the wipers work fine. All the safety features like blind spot monitoring. Can you imagine a car like this having blind spot monitoring, rear cross traffic alert? It's lane keep assist. Yeah. You know what's lane keep assist? Basically, if you start, you know, like getting a bit tired and you start yep. wavering on the white line, it will alert you. If some motorbike in the rain comes on your left side instead of on your right side, it alerts you, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, these are safety features you normally find in cars costing 120, 140, 150,000 and beyond, you know? But here in a $58,000 car, which is the highest spec, you get the safety features, which is quite, quite, quite impressive. Agreed. Now, what I liked the best was, I mean, it sounds silly coming from me because when you're, <laughs> when you're driving in the daytime, but there's heavy rain, you know, cloud suddenly comes in and suddenly you think, hey, it's 10 o'clock in the morning, but it looks like 7.30 in the evening. You, you get what I mean? That's when I noticed that this car, without reading the, the specs at that time, this car has automatic high beam. Mm. So when you're driving at night, first of all, or, or, you know, when it's dusk or a little bit uh, duller, the weather, the lights come on. When there's nothing coming against you or uh, in front of you, the high beam goes on.
1: It's a super useful feature. Yes. Yep. I can attest to that.
0: And, you know, when you're going on the back roads to Kuala Slango and everything else, this is very, very... Impre- because why? You don't have to keep playing with your lights. Mm-hmm. The moment mm-hmm. another vehicle comes up, it'll come back down to the normal beam. So, it's got all these features that you will not find in a car costing at this price or even up to 100,000 ringgit. Yep. So that was great. Now, the next thing is, this myV now comes with a dual-mode CVT gearbox. What does that mean? That means you get smoother gear shifts and supposedly better fuel economy. Now, sadly, I cannot confirm the better fuel economy because when you're driving in the rain, you're always keeping your gear ratios up a bit. The reason is because you don't want to get into a little bit of a, you know a pond on the road And have water sucked in. So you're trying to keep the revs up to make sure no water gets into the exhaust. Top 10 driving tips from Daniel Fernandez, that one. Thank you very much. I'm glad (laughs) you noticed. Well, because even even if you're driving on a road and you see a little bit of water, maybe, you know, maybe, you know, six inches of water, you never know. Because there might be a manhole, a depressed manhole. Yep. And then you go into it and then your rear exhaust suddenly just sucks in a bit of water and then you're stalled. Yep. So we had to keep the revs up. So I couldn't really check for fuel economy. And the rain continued till Monday when I had to return the car. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the rain just continued until I had to return the car. So end of the day, that was a little bit of a, you know, we missed that point. But what I got to say is I drove this car in harsh weather. I drove it on a highway. I drove it on some back roads and it performed almost perfectly to a car costing double the price.
1: That's the one thing that I've like really, really come to admire about the new Myvi because like in any condition, it feels at home, doesn't it? Yes. It's yes. The perfect size. It's not too powerful, but a little bit of fun. Very, very practical. You can almost throw anything at it. Exactly.
0: And you know, it's a 1.5cc engine. You know the engine came from Toyota. So, reliability is there. Dual-mode CVT gearbox, like I said. This is a new gearbox system. 102 brake horsepower, which is enough power. I can tell you because why. With two of us in the car and a lot of kilos of seafood. I'm not going to tell you how many kilos because then you'll think I'm eating too much seafood. With a lot of (laughs) kilos of seafood in the boot. We had no issue pulling it across heavy, strong winds and weather. And... At fifty-eight thousand ringgit, I started thinking to myself, "What's his closest rival? Closest rival? It's his cousin, the Toyota Yaris, which is twenty thousand more. And then you have the Proton Iris, which is slightly cheaper, but the Proton Iris doesn't have even half of the safety features. Proton mm-hmm. Iris is very dated, looks more upright. Mm-hmm. This car looks more sleek, more I would say more modern, you know, in its in its delivery. Yep. And the features, the features are just too good to ignore, you know."
1: I want to talk a little bit about the interior because um, I think it, it might be hard to tell what has changed from the old one to this right. current facelift. Um, but I feel like some of you know the materials and they've sorted out a little bit of the little niggles of the old car, which of was... course, of
0: course, everything has been has been pushed up a little bit and they've ticked a few more boxes. Because the thing about Perdue is they are happy to listen to to remarks from owners. You know, they're happy to listen from remarks from people like us. Okay, so when we said, oh, you know, the interior is a little bit boring, so they had some red accents put in you know around the, the dashboard on the door panel around the, the aircon vents i mean just to liven up the interior a bit. maybe okay maybe some people say oh red a bit too flash but you know if you see it in a premium car you say wow stylish eh? but you see it in this car oh, so flash eh? you know
1: <laughs> i'm not a fan of the the red it feels like they could easily make it look more a market if they just put you know those cloth inserts in the in the center just give it a little bit of texture that's all Maybe, maybe. But
0: regardless, it's a movie. it's Well, you know, 59,000 ringgit, don't expect too much. But with this car, it's the safety features that I want to emphasize. Because why? You know, more and more youngsters, I know it sounds very wrong for me to say, but more and more youngsters are having accidents on the road. Not major accidents, small fender benders and all that. And the mm. reason for this is not because they're bad drivers. A lot of people say, oh, bad driver, didn't go driving school. No, it's not that. It's all because of smartphones. Mm. If you sit in any traffic jam, you look left, look right, you see young people on their smartphones. I'm one person who, you know, sometimes even when my kids are on the phone, I said, why do you keep looking at your smartphone? Mm. They're just bored. You know, even when they're driving, they're just bored. So if you're looking at your smartphone all the time in traffic jam, you will sometimes accelerate forward and hit someone. You know what I mean
1: Yep. There's a reason why uh, ProDua has that anti-two-pedal pressing feature, right? Yes. So you can't press the brake and the accelerator at the same time. Right. And if you're sitting at a traffic light, the my view will actually warn you that somebody has gone in front of
0: you and you haven't reacted to that, right? And with all that safety features running, you can also, also be alerted with motorcyclists and everything else. But again, a lot of people are just sitting on their smartphones. That's the problem. Mm. And this you can't change. You you can put the law out there. You can you can say anything. Enforcement is not going to be easy because there's just too many cars out there, too many people on their smartphones too many motorcyclists breaking rules we all know that already but having the safety features in, in this car means that you're trying to keep the driver and his passengers safer in a MiV.
1: can i just add something about like yes. uh, the smartphone thing recently i've been rolling around in uh, mazda 3 i've been test driving the Volkswagen rt on after you gave it full marks basically and the Volkswagen Tiguan. they right. all have android auto and apple carplay Okay, And I bet sometimes I do use my phone a lot when I'm sitting at traffic lights. With the Android, also Apple CarPlay, you don't feel the need to use your phone or to be on your phone anymore because there is no reason to. All you need is just the directions on the screen and a little bit of your
0: music. Yes, but I think, you know, sometimes the traffic is so heavy, I can actually see what the person next to me is doing. I see people watching movies while they're driving. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, you know, when I look at the movies, they're Asian movies, you know, they're not like some foreign blockbuster, you know, Asian movies, the serials and all that. I'm not going to mention from which country, you know, and I know. Some of them are even watching music videos. Yep. And the worst I noticed with the older generation, when I say the older generation, I'm talking about my age group. eh? Mm These older generations are watching TikTok dancing videos while sitting in a traffic jam. I've seen a few and I think it's terrible, terrible. (laughs) If you want to watch a TikTok video, go and sit on the toilet. You know what I mean? (laughs) <laughs> that is exactly where that belongs <laughs> yeah i mean come on you're sitting in a car i mean i know you're bored if you're bored make a call use your hands-free car kit or your hands-free system in a, in a my and, and speak to someone but don't watch a movie or a tiktok video or, or anything like this. this is just ridiculous you know like last time people used to be answering sms's and messages and all that all that is gone on now you don't see that much you know mm. because the car can do that for you Like you said, your Android Auto and Apple Play and your infotainment system, they all have that feature now. But watching video, that is something that needs to go. And, you know, because screens are getting bigger, people think, hey, no problem. I can see what I'm doing, you know?
1: Yep. Yep. That's true.
0: Yeah. So that's the situation. And that's uh, our review of the brand new Myvi with ASA 3.0.
1: So ASA 3.0 is probably the biggest thing that has happened to this Myvi then.
0: Yes. Uh, I didn't get a chance to test the ASA 3.0 because of the rain. You know, in heavy rain, it's not advisable to, to test something like this. Line.
1: It's not advisable to test a lot of things, to be honest, yes. especially in a car. Correct. Uh, but let's just round it up. Uh, thoughts on the new myV my With all of this, you know, safety kits, little tweaks and updates. Is it that much of an
0: upgrade compared to the old one? The technology upgrade, fantastic. The safety upgrade, fantastic. My only disappointment is they should have done something with the rear. Agreed because you've done a big improvement on the front but when you park it alongside or you drive alongside an older myV V the rear looks exactly the same so they should have done a little bit something to the rear to say hey it's a new car you know
1: I totally agree with that
0: also I think they should have done something with the alloy wheels to just say hey it's a new car it's got a new set of alloy wheel design you know
1: I totally agree with that well pointed out Daniel well there you have it if you've missed any part of this podcast You can head out to our website, bfm.my, or find the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or any podcast app that you use. If you're interested in reading these articles that we spoke about, you can visit dsf.my to read all the articles, particularly about used car plunging values as the moratorium has ended this year, as well as the fact that some used car portals might be sitting on way too much stock right now. In this episode, we also spoke about the brand new Supra and hypothesized why it's not selling like hotcakes. You can give us your opinions on that one by reaching out to us on our portals as well. Finally, you just heard our review on the Pro might be impressive and very, very technological. On behalf of Daniel Fernandez, my name is Arif Roos and we'll see you next week on Cruise Control every Wednesday at 8pm on BFM 89.9, The Business Station.